thump, ba thump, ba thump. Your beating heart aches for oxygen. Your stomach growls for bread. But what your mind craves is stories. You're listening to Breadbeat, a collaboration podcast of Slice Bread Magazine and The Vein. I'm your host, Hadar Lazar. For our first story, I'm very happy to present to you our reader, Jake. This is Jake Hoffman, and I'm going to read you a story by a very good friend of mine, Jimmy Garcia. The story is called, It Was a Dark and Stormy End. It was a dark and stormy, and despite both careful rationing and intoxicated calculations, the rum was running perilously low. A general stash of discarded handles propped up the lonely figure in the corner of the abandoned liquor store. Its foundation, specifically the top shelf choices at the bottom, was less than stable, and when the man stood a cascade of sound rattled his head. The sound had once been comforting, a promise of fleeting friendships, traces of understanding, and maybe even a one-night stand. Now it only pretended to hang over apocalyptic proportions, and maybe worst of all, no one to complain about it to. It wouldn't be long before even the small amount of liquor abandoned at the bottom of the bottles would be shaken out, and the dregs of the ginger beer consumed, a capricious mix of high and low quality. Not that Tom Webb had been a connoisseur of quality, preferring the comforts of less-than-average women's standard food and discount cigarettes, which always colored his middle-class breath with the stench of melancholy. Underneath the realization that the smallest of women he had the pleasure of not pleasuring would remain the same size, Tom drank more. It seemed that even his previously unmatched feats of masturbation had lost their charm, and half the time he would stir from a failed attempt, only to find his unimpressive manhood shriveled, and he in a pool of his own piss. His only company, the bottles, continued to be an option as a sexual partner, but he was reminded of his childhood attempt with Lady Crisco, and the accompanying ring-like bruises. His dining options had also become rather limited. Breakfast usually consisted of brewer's yeast and baileys, lunch and dinner were nearly always jerky and chips, and there were still quite a few Mars bars left for dessert. But there was no lack of cigarettes. Pairing plastic bottles of tequila with Dunhill cigarettes afforded him a false notion of grandeur. The pile of half-smoked butts was one of the remaining traces of the passing time. Such was life for this alcoholic in a post-apocalyptic world. An entire week had passed since he had been jarred from his drunken stupor by the general uproar of confusion in the streets. Awakening with the crick in his neck, he had fallen asleep with it draped over the arm of the couch. He looked out the window to see droves of people running from the north of the city. The cars had been left in the streets, and the great exodus was to be taken on foot. A separated child, also woken from his sleep, shuddered in only his undies and cried into his Batman pillow next to a fire hydrant as the tide of humans surged forth. Still not having found the cause of the frenzy, Tom had been consumed by it. He abandoned his furnished apartment for the hustle of the streets and was carried north, of course only after he drank the last remnants of the Seagram's gin on the table. He went for the fire hydrant, but the child had already left, or had been taken. Rushing through the streets, one saw fear, obviously, but also a sense of unity that was previously absent. Wind and unable to force his decrepit body any further, Tom rested on a lamppost, Stranger's shoulders bumping against his. A lighted window above threw four shadows of what was clearly a family praying. The candlelight flickered, but the shadows had a resolve to remain, and the interlocked hands of the father and mother never broke. Recalling his own parents in a small town up north, Tom had tried to strike it in the city. He concluded they would be doing the same. Shudder of pain broke over his skin, and he stooped down with his back to the lamppost. He awoke the next morning. He woke the next afternoon. 
The city passed him by, and the paper remnants of a once lively city scattered the ground. Playbills, butcher paper, and bygone newspapers. There come the window wipers of cars as if the wind would continue to peddle the life of the city. Instead of north, he struck it south, back towards his apartment. The door had been pried open, but almost everything remained. He spent the next couple of minutes lifting cushions and inspecting the odd places of the house, a ritual which had often occupied his weekend hours, as he would look for his glasses. In an abandoned corner he used for depositing whatever bodily fluids he wished, he found a single flask of once-thought-lost whiskey. Evan Williams. Certainly not very good whiskey. But it would have to do. He needed a little lift in his spirits. Sitting, he fingered the remote indifferently. TV hadn't worked in weeks and picked at a cigarette hole that had eaten through the cushion. Lighting another, he was forced to acknowledge his ever-failing supply of alcohol. Counting $14 out of his wallet for a replacement fifth, he realized the futility of money. He'd seen no one on the streets, and the thought of paying for anything had been idiotic. He left the money on the table and trudged on towards the liquor store down the street. But as he walked, his mood became progressively better. The landlord would not ask him for the back rent, and he needn't spend restless nights dreading the morning at work. His body, which had never been particularly athletic or catching, was the only one he could see. What is insecurity when he could only compare his failures or successes with himself? The humdrum of his earlier life evaporated, and the neon sign above the liquor store was to be a beacon of new horizons. He'd cultivate a rich inner life, read the novels which had been so opaque to him before, find resilience in his rugged individualism, and enter an era of renaissance energy and ambition. He went inside. And as he contemplated this new life, he picked out a bottle of the classiest dark rum and a single bottle of the most expensive ginger beer. And he made himself a dark and stormy. You can find this story in the 2013 edition of Slice Bread. Thanks for listening.